Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Undercover Lover, the unofficial podcast of Love Island 2021. I'm Harriet Minter and this is the Love Island podcast for you if you've just added up all the hours you've spent watching ITV's premier dating show and realised that you could have learned a language, trained for a marathon or even found true love yourself in the same time. If you feel like the past few weeks has aged you to a point where not even all the Botox in the villa can help you then quite frankly how do you think I feel? Joining me to analyse, theorise and roll our eyes at all the goings-on in the villa this week is the co-chair of the Spurs LGBTQ Plus Supporters Association, campaigner and activist, Chris Paris. Hello, Chris. Hello. Welcome to Undercover Lover. Now, what I love about doing Undercover Lover is that I get people on who are a bit like me, not necessarily secret Love Island fans, but you would hope that perhaps... They are better than Love Island, and yet they're not. (laughs) Because you are a woman who everything you do is basically about making the world better, more inclusive, more fun for everyone. But you've also ended up a Love Island fan. How did that happen? It's a great question. Um, (laughs) I mean, I like to think of myself as kind of an anti-racist feminist. I'm a lesbian. I do some stuff around mental health. I've got a lot to say about Western beauty standards. And so there are so many reasons why I shouldn't be compelled to watch, yet here I am. (laughs) So (laughs) I spend a lot of time talking about Love Island with my 18-year-old goddaughter, who is responsible for me watching. I think it was around (laughs) 2017 or 2018. And she's super bright and switched on, and she likes it, she says, for all this kind of chat about it and what it tells us about the world. So I think I like to try and convince myself that it's some great insight into the human condition. Takes me to places that I don't usually navigate because I'm often surrounded by, like, political queer people so um so this is like a whole other world my partner of course tells me it's all bullshit yeah and that it's just an excuse and judges me every time like she hears the music she sort of comes in tuts rolls her eyes tells me off a little bit and leaves again so yeah I mean I think that thing about it's a picture of the human condition that's what I believe I believe (laughs) it is a really great snapshot of what the youth of today who I am sadly no longer connected to because I'm too old are feeling um but one of the things that I did notice is a lot of your work is in the LGBTQ plus space Love Island is almost aggressively heterosexual like it's not just heterosexual it's heterosexual from the 1950s (laughs) Um, heterosexual on steroids literally it really is except there was one year where two women coupled up for a week and then I don't know what happened producers were like no we can't allow this to happen ever again and it's just never happened again do you think that they have missed a trick by actually just being so for want of a better phrase straight with it 
hundred percent. There's a show in the US called Are You the One? I don't know if you know it. Mm, but look no. it up, right? So they, they, it's, a, it's a similar premise. They put a bunch of people yeah. in the house and they've done some psychological things beforehand and your perfect match is in this house. And you have to, <laughs> like every week, they decide who their perfect match might be and they, they, you know, they tell them if they are or not. Now, what season eight, I think it was, um, and it's on MTV, yeah. so you can watch it. I've watched it, I have to confess, was <laughs> everyone was LGBTQ+. plus. So there were so many combinations in terms of what could happen. And it was mayhem. I mean, hugely entertaining mayhem. (laughs) And the casting wasn't dissimilar to what we see on Love Island. But the the, the twist was the player, in inverted commas, was a trans man. The playing was the same. Um, And there was was a fivesome. (laughs) It was mayhem. That's amazing. I'm looking up immediately. (laughs) So this is the final week in the villa for our islanders. So listeners, if you're listening to this, a bit of an update about what is going to happen. So Chris and I are recording this on Friday morning, not for any particularly useful reasons, but actually because I'm going to a wedding on Saturday. So we have watched up Thursday night's episode. And then I am going to do a finale special on Monday night. So recorded straight after the show, which will cover everything from here to there, if that makes sense. Hopefully, yeah. But let's have a quick recap of this week. So we've had exits. Priya and Brett realised they were incompatible at the same moment the rest of the villa realised it, which was the same moment the public realised it, and they were booted out. Swiftly followed by Mary and Aaron, so we can narrow the field down. Uh, We had the Screaming Baby Challenge, my least favourite challenge of all of them, where Love Island basically imitated households around the country during lockdown, and the women looked after the babies, and the men went and played golf. Um, Then we had Liberty... And Jake, which we're going to talk about. I didn't think that was going to be as momentous as it turned out to be, but it was. And of course, Faye kicked off again. Let's start actually with the exit. So let's kind of deal with the people that left. Priya and Brett. Uh, Oh, Priya and Brett. Here is the moment she realised she had the ick. After today, I feel like I'm still feeling the same. Okay. as I did after the date. Yep. And it's really unfortunate because I literally thought that this was perfect. I just feel like there's just something that, that is missing and I just feel like maybe I'm the kind of person that just wants more, like, fun. Yeah. But I feel like you're sort of more reserved, a little bit in your shell, and, like, I would have to be the one to, like, pull you out. Okay. You know? And it's yeah. just small things, like, you know, on the date. When I asked you what your favourite cheese was, I think you said, like, brie. And no, I, like, I don't like brie. I hate brie. You don't brie. like brie. No. But you said you would... I don't really like cheese. Yeah, I mean, even That's worse. That's Even okay, worse, yeah. you know? Okay. I like a cheese board and wine. Like... Yeah. You can have a cheese board and wine. I can have a coffee and a biscuit. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, what did you make of the way Priya and Brett ended should she have told him before she told the rest of the villa oh i mean i don't know it's not like they had a big thing going on and it's <laughs> and it's how you roll in love island right yeah. i mean it's not great and you know if it was in a real context and in inverted commas then you should and actually i guess it's the people that are authentic to themselves that you warm to but mm-hmm. like did she ever really like him I mean, it wouldn't have taken much to tell him, but I get the feeling she's not hugely used to shouldering any responsibility. So she just kind of went around and tried to be one of the girls almost, it felt like. so. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I think that's exactly what she was doing. I had not realised that. Yeah. I, think that's it. I think she was trying to be one of the girls. Yeah. Um, 
she said, you know, that she kind of fancied him in the beginning and then they had that dinner together and he didn't have anything to say for himself and she got, quotes, the ick. Have you ever had that experience of getting the ick? <laughs> and how, how do we manage it? Because is there, you know, particularly if it comes after a point where one of you thinks you're sort of in it and committed and then it happens. I think it's just one of those things of like you realise quite quickly whether you like someone or not. Yeah. And you can tell, you can convince yourself as well that you're into someone. And I think in that environment, yeah. there's so many of them that were coupled up and she was just like, okay, well, this is a guy for me. He's kind of a bit more of me or whatever it was yeah. that she was trying to say and tried to convince herself that she liked him and then realised she didn't. I mean, it wasn't, I don't think it was anything more complicated than that. I think there's really funny, there was a really funny moment where Brett, Brett, bless him, completely unaware of any of this, thought they were love's young dream. Um, with Brett's talking to Faye and Faye gets really upset because Brett says something like, we're really compatible because we've got, you know, we'll definitely make the effort to see each other and we've got, we live in a similar area and we've got similar sorts of friends. And then Faye was like, well, I'm from Devon. So does that mean I'm not compatible with anyone who's not from Devon? <laughs> no, no, I don't think I don't think that's what he's saying. I don't think what he's saying. It's um, not, but I guess again, he was looking for reasons why it should work for them as well, probably. Yeah, and the, I think you know, that's true. You can best you can come up with is oh, we've kind of. I think what they were both talking about was class, to be honest. But they don't want to say it, do they? Really? So that's really interesting because I do think that's a little bit of what was going on in there, yeah. and I've definitely seen that in the villa before, where. There's usually, there's usually essentially one or two posh people in the villa yeah. in every season and they never appear at the same time. And it does always feel that they're, they're a little bit fish out of water. So everyone's like, this is not your Made in Chelsea audition. What are you doing? Yeah. Go off down the road. <laughs> Do you think class matters in a relationship? I think it... <sighs> I think it, I think it's when you when it comes to it, it's probably less about class and more about values. And I think what what you end up with is, you know, so like I've I, even though my family's from Cyprus, I've got you know I'm a first generation immigrant. I've grown up yeah. in a relatively sort of middle class lifestyle, but very different middle class. Let me just be clear to the um, to some of the people that I went to sixth form with because I went to a normal yeah. like North London comprehensive, where you have those knives with like the ivory handles. <laughs> We never yeah, had those yeah. that mismatch with the forks. We never had yeah. those. We had like proper sort of matching cutlery and a, and a, and not a messy bathroom. Um, and my partner grew up on a council estate in Liverpool. So we, you know, so in that yeah. sense, you could say class does matter, but we've got the same values. And yeah. so in the end, I think that's what, that's what kind of comes out. I think the thing, if you look at what's going, what goes on in the villa there, Priya genuinely, I think, thought she was a bit better than everybody else. I'm a doctor. Mm. I've done, all, yeah. you know, I've got these things. I'm going to have a better life or whatever. And I think people can smell it, even if she's not saying it, you can smell it. And it's not on to be patronised like that by somebody yeah. just swanning in. I mean, there was that brilliant moment when they were breaking up where she said to him, well, you said you liked brie and I can't be with anyone who likes brie. And he was like, I don't even like cheese. And she's like, well, that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Priya. But I do think, weirdly, that was a really great example of values. Like, it's it's important for her that she has those evenings of, in quotes, wine and cheese, where she's going to sit around with interesting intellectual people talking about interesting intellectual things in her mind. 
and who wants to kind of have a cup of tea, a cup of tea and a biscuit and except, chill out? Except she brings it down to cheese and not about the interesting intellectual <laughs> conversation, which okay. kind of goes to show that she doesn't really know what it is, but she thinks that that, she thinks that somehow that cheese is the thing that shows yeah. the that height of sophistication. That's really funny. What is the most ridiculous reason that you have ever either been dumped or dumped someone for? Shoes. <laughs> Didn't like someone's shoes once. I and I was like, I can't, I cannot, I cannot get on with this. So <laughs> we have um, to go. I once got not dumped, but suddenly rejected for being too messy. So I met <laughs> I met this guy in a club and he ended up coming back to me. I am quite a messy person and I was particularly messy at this point in my life because I was living in somewhere that's very small with very minimal storage. That's my excuse, not really the reason. And <laughs> he came in and took one look at my room and was like, I'm really sorry, I can't do this. And left. Wow. I know. I didn't think it was that bad. We also saw Mary and Aaron, obviously, I think they both kind of came in knowing they weren't going to make it work for very long. So doing as much as they could and then they left, thought they were very sweet. But the big kind of dramatic shock this week that it all moved towards was Jake and Liberty. So I've liked Liberty from the start. Chris, I think you have been comparing Islanders to Premier League football teams this week. In terms of the Premier League, who is Liberty? So I've been thinking about this. I think Liberty's Aston Villa. <laughs> so likeable day one because Villa have been the, in the league since its inception. So, oh. you know, she's she's a yeah. good one, yeah. decent values, yeah. wants to do things the right way. And for those who don't know, Villa is also a Birmingham team. So it really works. Works for And who is Jake? Well, I think I've got Jake down as Leeds United. <laughs> <laughs> and you know he thinks he's a titan he's full of swagger but really he's punching and nothing's going to come of all his effort or so I hope <laughs> so this would have meant nothing to me about two years ago but I have been dating a man from Leeds who is unsurprisingly a Leeds United fan and I'd say that's pretty spot on pretty spot on <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't expect Liberty, quite frankly, to waver on Jake. I thought that she'd been won over by him. They were set for the finale, that everyone was going to feel like she'd sort of settled. But here she is uh, with Faye admitting it doesn't feel quite right. If I'm giving someone 100% energy and I'm not getting it in return, then I'd rather walk out of here if I have my head held not knowing that I've stayed true to myself the whole way through. But you have stayed true to yourself. Yeah, and this... That's why you're staying here. Because you have... And I, even though I didn't I love, I found self-love and I don't want to change myself for anyone. Change oh, and I'm not saying Jake's not a genuine guy, but this just ain't right for me. I don't want to stay living with someone that doesn't like me or love me. I don't want to be fighting myself to do that. And that's what you're going to be here for. That's what you're going to be here for. No one can tell you how you feel. No one can, Lib. But if it's not right in here... It's not right in here. It's not right in here. And I'd rather give him back this bracelet and be saying, I hope you find someone that's tired here. But that's not me. <laughs> I was really proud of Liberty and also, quite frankly, a bit in awe of her at age 21 for being able to, at a point when it must feel like there's so much pressure to be the winning couple to turn around and say, this doesn't feel right to me. 
I was actually really impressed by her. Mm. So, you know, because sometimes when we've got big feelings, yeah. we get blinded by them and you build the feelings up yourself, telling yourselves you're into something. Mm-hmm. And I imagine it's amplified by that environment. And it's quite an intimidating environment. So, you know, you get with someone from day one and it gives that safety. And maybe she talked herself into it and, you know, he made her his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, we've got to talk about that in a minute, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But she's got, you can tell she's got good intuition and she can feel that something isn't right. Mm. She said it's not right in here. Yeah. You know, she was like, you know, sort of had her hands on her chest and it's not right yeah. in here. And she knows, and I think she can feel that, he's been playing her she's given him her heart and you can feel when you're not getting it in return and you can't fake it for that long so his cracks are showing so whether it's yeah. about negging her or or just kind yeah. of only making it about being his girlfriend because I think he's quite content now it's like I've made you my girlfriend I don't have to do anything you know I yes. you've got me you've got me what else could you want oh my god there's so many good points I want to talk to you about in that I think that's such a great summary so the first thing that I really like I really want to talk to you about and I I thought about this earlier on in the show and then sort of dismissed it. And then it's come back this week is the concept of female agency, because that make you his girlfriend thing. All the girls in the villa are waiting for the boys to say, will you be my girlfriend? None of them are saying, will you be my boyfriend for a start? None of them are even saying, hang on, are we going to be boyfriend and girlfriend? Let's have a conversation about this. None of them are even saying, I need you to make me your girlfriend, get on with it. There is just this absolute passivity. Where do you think that comes from? Well, I mean, you said it at the top that it's like we've been we've been transported back to the 1950s. Yeah. And it's just some, it's just like what that standard is. It's like you're waiting for that sort of chivalry. I mean, this whole thing, the whole of this is sort of steeped in the patriarchy, unless. You're Chloe and Toby. I don't know if you caught Toby oh, saying, I'm waiting for her. She could ask me. <laughs> As they were lying on, they were lying somewhere when they were talking about whether Teddy and Faye were going to come back yeah. as boyfriend and girlfriend. And Toby was like, She's, she could ask me. <laughs> um, so I, th- I just think it's that. I think it's like, and also, if, you know, everyone's steeped in insecurity all the time. Yeah. I don't just mean in Love Island, I mean, in in life and it's kind of you've got a massive spotlight on it and you also understand what the formula is you know we're eight not however many seasons in now you know what the formula is and you know you don't want to put yourself out there necessarily and in normal life it's probably that you'd have a conversation about it do you sit around waiting for someone to say will you be my girlfriend no no and that's the (laughs) you have a you have a where where do you think this is going where are we what's happening here conversation it really grates on me that passivity from mm. the women. And that I think in a way was why I was so, as you say, impressed by Liberty, because actually she went, Do you know what? I am gonna take a bit of responsibility for my own happiness mm. here. And I am gonna be the person that says, This is not does not feel right. It's not okay. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. And then the other thing within that, which is such a good point there, that... I think you're completely right. I think Jake went, yeah, made you my girlfriend, job done. Yeah, that was it. End of. And we forget that in, you know, long-term relationships and in the villa, anything over a week is a long-term relationship. Um, You have to put in effort and you have to keep thinking about the other person and what they need and how you support them. And, you know, even when they were talking about, like, what do we think our dream date is going to be? And Liberty was like, oh, it's going to be on a really big boat. It's going to be on a yacht and they're going to do dinner. And, and you could see she was so excited about it. And Jake was like, yeah, whatever. I'm more excited to go play golf with the boys. Yeah. Or he was, all he wanted to do was, he said a yacht, didn't he? And she was like, and yeah. this big boat. And all he wanted to do was go, well, I'm right. It's a yacht. Ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. And yeah. he's come here to find someone. And he said that. Mm. And he wasn't listening to her when they were having that conversation. He got what he wanted in the sense that he's coupled up. When he walked in and said, before they started, where's Liberty? It's not necessarily yeah. because he wanted, he's like, wants to spend time with her because he enjoys it. It's like, where's my woman? Because this is what yeah. we do. We're going to sit next to each other and do whatever. Um, yeah. I think like her boundaries in that conversation were really good. And it just shows that she sort of values herself and she, does she articulating it in the way that we are? No, but it doesn't yeah. matter because the important thing is what the outcome was. And the outcome was that I'm not up for this because you're not making me feel right. Can we just say we've got an animal, an animal edition. I've got my dog in the background. Chris has got her cat in the background. Yeah. <laughs> the cat's like, just jumped on the cute. desk. So she might start <laughs> chatting in a minute. So apologies. That's fine. We'll take her views too. Actually, we have differing views on what we think is going to happen in Friday night's episode. When you listen to this, listener, you will know. So, Chris, what do you think is going to happen well, tonight with Jake and Liberty? I don't know. When I saw the, you know, tomorrow night thing and yeah. everybody's shocked faces and they're obviously going on their day on a yacht, right? Because yeah. that's what you do if you were the producers after that conversation. Yeah. I think they're going to give him a ring. I think they're going to give him a ring and say, I think you should propose Go for Lynn. Yeah. <gasps> And, so, it, and it suits everything about him because he wants to be the first. 
He loves yeah. the idea of being the first. It's like and having that sort of profile and being the man. Yeah. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. So, I mean, A, I love the idea of the producers, like, on the phone to every marina in Mallorca being like, get us a yacht. <laughs> um, I think they are going to come back and leave the villa. I think they're going to agree okay. together that actually it's not working and there's no point in them being there and they should leave. And I think, weirdly, that that might be the greatest narrative arc <laughs> any Love Island cast <laughs> member has ever had. Yeah. Um, also it's beautifully timed because they're leaving in time to get all the Sunday papers and pick up a load of press that they wouldn't get if they came say third in the finale so weirdly Jake's manipulation for the public vote has worked in his favour well I mean whatever is next I think will have been manufactured in some way or another even if it's for that yeah. because of course if you're if you are Love Island you're making Love Island you want to take over the Sunday papers but yeah. also I think it's too much for the patriarchy for Liberty to do her yeah, interesting. I I mean, I really hope that I really, ho I mean, I think she will. I think Liberty will be celebrated as a kind of beacon for self-love and independence amongst yeah. young women. And in a show which essentially says, look as hot as you can so you can couple up and stay coupled up as quickly as you can. I think that is really amazing. Yeah. And I'm into that story arc producers. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> This leaves us with, I think it leaves us with four couples. Tell me if I've forgotten anyone. We've got Millie and Liam, Toby and Chloe, Kaz and Tyler, Faye and Teddy. Faye and Teddy, the only other people that had any sort of drama this week, which was Faye getting incredibly upset that the rest of the villa didn't think they were compatible. Faye, obviously, I think A is somebody who goes from 0 to 60 in about 0.2 seconds. B, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, is very much somebody who, coming out of the villa, needs a lot of psychological support and some really good therapy. But also, I think there's a point where she's now completely worn down by it and is desperate for the other villa contestants to support what she thinks and what she believes. And yeah. there's a point where she was talking to Millie and she said, but I just want, I want you to think that we're really compatible. I want people to think that we're compatible. Is this just a Faye thing? Is it a Faye thing and her kind of own insecurities? Or is it something we all go through in relationships? I think, you know, we. All, I think we all really care about what our friends think because our yeah. friends might be there after our partners. Our friends yeah. are sort of essential. We confide our innermost secrets to us. They kind of get us through the heartbreak and the loss. They interpret all those messages. I know they haven't got all those text messages yeah. in the villa, but like you look at all those, what's this mean, et cetera. Yeah. And it matters. I think I, I, I saw it. It reminded me just thinking of that. There's a, there was a study, I think, in 2018 that followed couples over two decades and showed that when one partner didn't get on with even just one of the other partner's friends, the couple was twice as likely to divorce. Because you're unlikely to spend no. time with someone you don't like, right? So if our yep. friends don't like our partner, they won't want to hang out. So, yeah, you might see them separately, but then having a completely separate social life will have an effect on your on your life. That is really interesting. That's really interesting. And I think, you know, I really resonated with what you said there about your friends sometimes are there, you know, they've been there before, they'd be there after. They become almost like a security thing. You know, mm. that's your community and you're bringing somebody into your community. So you want them to feel loved and respected by your community. Just in kind of like prehistoric back in the, the caveman days, that's what we all, we all needed. But that thing about... <laughs> 
if you're not yeah. hanging out with your friends and your partner, you're more likely to divorce. Fascinating. Who do you think then, in terms of the villa, is going to make it to the final three? I am, well, I think if Jake and Liberty walk, mm. it's going to be Millie and Liam, Chloe and Toby, Kaz and Tyler. I yeah. think if Jake and Liberty stay, even if they're not a couple, or even or if they're you know engaged. Yeah. Then I think probably Kaz and Tyler will drop off. Sadly, I just think mm. that you know black couples yeah. don't get as many votes. Yeah. You know, and we're supposed to not have structural racism in this country, but anyway, that's a whole other yeah. that's a whole other podcast. Well, we did see this week um, on their day Kaz and Tyler having a conversation. I thought it was a really great conversation actually about becoming boyfriend and girlfriend. I loved Kaz being like, "No, say it." So Tyler's like, you know that thing that we just we don't talk about, and Kaz's like, no, tell me what is the thing? Say the mm-hmm. thing. But they had that conversation about it. They had a conversation where he was like, "Look, I want us to be outside the villa and see what's like out there and move forward there." And then they had the lovely conversation about what their dates were going to look like. They were going to go bowling and they wanted to go on a road trip. And I thought that feels much more real yeah. than oh, we're going to move in together instantly and we're going to. Um, you know, the kind of level of pressure that sometimes I think the islanders put on themselves. Well, I like the fact we're not going to dinner. We're not going to sit and look at each other for again for four yeah. hours because we've been doing this for like <laughs> however many weeks. No, but exactly right. It's like, well, let's see what it's like actually in the real world because they might actually like each other. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. Okay, so we've got a text. I got a text or a WhatsApp or a tweet. It's the point of the show where we find something on social media that we feel is particularly spot on. And this week's is from Tiana, the producer, and it reads, Faye is going to need a good support system when she gets out because I know nothing can prepare her for the public reaction to her behavior. This is why I think ITV are wayward because they've had several mental health crises and then they put someone like Faye in there. Chris, you work a lot in the mental health space. You do a lot, particularly with young people's mental health. How do you feel about Faye in the villa right now and perhaps ITV's level of responsibility towards her? I think they have done her wrong. I mean, (laughs) look, her behaviour has not been okay, but I do worry about her a lot. She's clearly very vulnerable and just turned it into armour. She's on high alert at all times, so it makes me think that there's sort of trauma in there and there's fight or flight and it's fight every time and conflict is her defence. So you think about how she made it through the screening, okay. And what are the responsibilities of the show? Okay, she's made good TV, but this is someone's life (laughs) and their whole self. And we've seen the toll that it can take, particularly from a Love Island perspective. And if if there was a real duty of care there, they wouldn't have done half the things they've done. And actually, this is the main thing. I mean, I say the main thing. I mean, you could talk about all sorts of things in terms of you know, all the things we've talked about were, that makes me feel uncomfortable. I would bet that Priya was primed to say we didn't vote for you. Someone, because we, you knew that that was going to kick off a sort of a chain of events. I don't know, have you seen Unreal on Amazon Oh, my Prime? God, yes. Love right. Unreal. If anyone hasn't seen it, Unreal is a fictionalised, it's a TV show about the life behind a reality TV show. So it's about the producer of a reality TV show. And... I mean, like dead bodies rack up in episode one, I think. <laughs> so that's the level. Because they're producing they a drama. To. They're p- yeah. producing a drama. So that you've got to take some responsibility there. And I think, you know, I think Wayward, I think the, the text said, mm. that you read, just read out said Wayward, and I think Wayward is right. I think Wayward yeah, is right. 
I think there's the thing you said that I thought was really interesting was that she's on high alert all the time mm-hmm. and that she's completely armored now. And I saw that even in the baby challenge where if somebody handed me a screaming baby, I would be handing it back very, very fast. But Faye didn't even want to, she didn't even want to engage. She did not want to engage. It was like, I'm, I am closed off to absolutely anything which is going to require me to show any level of softness mm. because I cannot be seen like that in this space. Hiding in the wardrobe was funny. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, mean it that was would funny. Have been my response too. But actually, but, look at that. Like she's literally trying to kind of take herself physically away to the extent that she's going to hide in a wardrobe. Yeah. Precisely for the reasons that you've just, that you've just outlined. Oh, uh, it's, I actually am finding it a bit heartbreaking, I have to say, yeah. at the moment. When we find ourselves in some of that self-defensive behavior, are there ways that we can get out of it? Are there things that, I mean, I've definitely learned over the years, you know, that when I find myself in that place where I am very defensive or very closed off or I'm being incredibly, like, logical and rational and just thinking the problem out, that that for me is a sign to pick up the phone and talk to my girlfriends or have a really good cry, find something that is going to force me to cry and have a really good cry at it. You know, are there things that we should be doing or be aware of, do you think? I mean, uh, or are there things you do? Well, I think I talk a lot. I talk a lot. I think in those situations, you want to be talking to people. But I, th- I think the problem is, is that she's almost doubled down to say, <laughs> I don't care what anyone thinks of me. Yeah, And everyone's got a core irony, and your core irony yeah. is always the thing that... She says she doesn't care what anyone thinks of me, what, what thinks of her, whether it's all she cares about. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, is that, like, in that situation, you know, in those moments, you just try and come out of yourself a little bit. But again, I think it's because it's such a pressurised environment. You know, you just take yourself out of it. You might go, do you know what, I'm just going to go over here for a bit. But you can't. There's no... There's no place that you could just go to be quiet. Someone's always looking to see where are you, what's wrong, you know... I assume if you, she did go over, just try to take some time to herself or just quietly with one other person, there'd be a camera on, camera on her, a producer asking questions, whatever. So you can't, yeah. you know, she needs to just remove herself for a second, I think. I think, you know, they're probably going to be the next ones to go unless Jake and Liberty do. And I think that's going to be really good for her. Yeah, I agree. I actually think right now would be a very good time for her to go because I think actually in a way the attention would be, it would be short and sharp and then it would be on to something else. We could be Heroes and villains of the week, or the bit where we couple up and dump from their island the people we have really appreciated this week and those we're thinking not so keen on. Chris, you've got to couple up with somebody on the island this week. Who are you coupling up with? Mm, I've, I've listened to I've listened to this a couple of times, so I've been thinking about this. Listen, I think I might couple up couple up with Teddy because he does deserve better. Although it's probably not great going from where he is now to a lesbian. So. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair so maybe on reflection i i quite like to couple up with kaz and liberty yeah because i think them as a combo they're the winners for me okay great combo i like that a lot uh i would be coupling up with i think what i don't know how it's come to this because at the start of this podcast i was like i cannot listen to this woman for eight weeks get her off the show i would be coupling up with chloe yes she is hilarious yep yep she's so funny a bit when that with the babies this week, where she was like, "No, sorry, oh no, the talent show." That was it. They had to do a talent show, and she's like, "No, sorry, I can't do it." Medical exemption. <laughs> yeah, she's so funny. Brilliant. Um, who would you dump from the island this week? 
uh, I would dump Jake and Liam in a flash. <laughs> They're both toxic, dressed up in being nice. Their approach to women is just awful. All this princess stuff around the babies. Yeah. Jake rejoicing at having a boy and fancying a woman more with a baby. It's all the Madonna and whore stuff, both of them. It's unreconstructed, tiresome and toxic. So we haven't talked much about Liam, mainly because I basically just try and forget that he's in the villa because I cannot bear him. But I haven't been able to articulate why I can't bear him. Chris, why is it? Why is he so awful? I think it's because I think there's a couple of things. I think one is that he again, he's someone who really rates himself. He's dull, frankly. Yeah. Um, but he thinks and he's, he hasn't got a bad singing voice. Right. But he was out of he was out of time. That's generous. Yeah. When he, no, we, but he's tuneful, but he was out of time when he was singing. Yeah. And I just think he thinks I've, you know, I'm good looking. I'm talented. I'm just going to have a bit of, and just sort of, oh, I don't know. I, I think, let me, let me just give you my um, Premier League <laughs> oh, yeah, which team. Premier I think he'll help. He? I think he's Manchester United. Because <laughs> he thinks he's the main man of the villa and acts like he's untouchable because of it. But really he's a spent force. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is it. That's why we don't like him. Uh, who am I dumping from the show this week? Uh, I've got to let Faye go, partly because I think if she goes now, it's going to minimise the attention on her, and I think that will be a good thing. But also because I can really see the impact that that insecurity is having on her right now, and it's it's just too much. Too much now. We need to be done with it. Let her go. Let's let's have some nice, relatively emotionally secure people on the show for the last few days. Um, can I dump that- one more thing? Yes. Oh, yeah. Go I want it. to. I want to dump the kiriaki that gives us all this sexist, racist, racist tosh. Because imagine <laughs> if we had something that was queer and inclusive, that wasn't sexist, that was as anti-racist culture altogether, and what fun it would be in Love Island. Can I ask? Kiriaki. Mm. Yeah. What does that mean? It's all. It's it's the hierarchies of all the oppressions. It's basically saying it's a social system or a set of connecting social systems built around domination, oppression and submission. That is my word of the year. I love it. Yes, let's dump the kiriaki. Let's dump yes, the kiriaki. Yes, Yes, love it. Thank you. Um, a big thank you to this week's guest, the fabulous Chris Paris. Chris, if someone wants to serenade you with a terrible version of Tom Jones's It's Not Unusual, where can they find you? On any socials, my name, Chris Paros. Um, and if you want to see the Love Island as a Premier League team, you can find it on Twitter. It's so good. I really recommend it. Um, that's all for this week. As ever, nothing makes me happier than when you take me on a date on a yacht or at the very least, rate, review and follow the podcast. And of course, you can come find me on social media at Harriet Mint. I'll be talking Love Island all things until Tuesday afternoon, at which point I will be done with it for a year and we will not mention it again. And now to end this week's show, here is Millie explaining the concept of asparagus. Is this an aphrodisiac? Not some asparagus. Aphrodisiac. Yeah. What's that? Aphrodisiac. <laughs> You've never heard of an aphrodisiac before? Have you ever heard of an asparagus before? Yeah. That's what this is? Yeah, you don't know what an aphrodisiac is. Okay, so an aphrodisiac is a food that sets off a, an endorphin in your body and makes you want to have sex. <laughs> Get it down your mouth, no. I don't know where it is. It is, it is, take it. Okay. 
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.